0: So uh, let me shift gears uh, from the uh, the speaker. Well, actually, hang on a second, because the last hour I was talking about the speaker vote that's now not going to happen. We still don't have the speaker of the House going on. It's just a complete poop show up there. And uh, then, of course, we had the um, uh, the news this morning that uh, Sidney Powell, the uh, attorney that worked for the Trump campaign for a while, uh, she's going to plead guilty. Uh, they, she made that, uh, plea this morning in court down in Fulton County, Georgia, which, uh, hang on a second. I did get a tweet DS or sorry. D Stewart says, uh, wasn't it Fulton County that stopped the vote count due to a water leak quote? Well, and I'll put that in quotes water leak. Yes. I was actually, I joined the WBT cause this was the 2020 election. And at the time I didn't work for WBT. I was doing my podcast. I was self-employed. I was doing all that, and but I would join different radio stations around the state, and I would comment and you know talk about politics and, and the election night coverage and the like. And uh, I I joined WBT that night, and I actually was on. I, I was coming on the air that night to talk with Bo uh, and his uh, and his uh, co-host for election coverage. And while I was waiting to get on, I see the news come out. That they had you know, there was a water leak or something at the Fulton County Library or election office or somewhere wherever it was that they were doing the counting, and so i I came on the air and I told Bo that, uh, and that was the, because he was doing. When you're on air and you're talking like this, it's hard to see breaking news that's happening as you're speaking. You need somebody else to be like, "Yo, here's a piece of paper, like breaking news," you know. And um, so I do remember that, and. I was very skeptical of that at the time. I still don't even know. I never did follow up on that. It's been so long. But did they ever confirm that that was a water leak? I thought that that was... I remember hearing something that it actually wasn't. Um. But yeah, Fulton County, Uh, they got some problems. And I have no doubt that it, it that she's not going to get or anybody down in Fulton County, because that's why they brought the charges in Fulton County, right? But why... I I, like I didn't understand. I don't understand this at a personal level. I understand, obviously, it's like I want to try to avoid jail for myself. But on the other hand, like you got to weigh that against the other side of the scale there. Right. And the other side of the scale is I'm going to have to. I mean, if I was telling the truth up until now and I'm just taking this plea agreement in order to save my own skin. Then that means I got to turn state's evidence and it means by doing so. I have to say things that aren't true because their charges against the other co defendants is not right. That would not be true either. The cases against them would not be true. But I would then have to service the lie, right? I would have to join in the lying against innocent people and send them to prison in order for me to avoid jail. And that's what I'm supposed to believe Sydney Powell is doing right now, if I am to believe that the only reason she's taking this plea agreement is because um she's trying to save her skin. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the second thing is um why if the if if the stakes are so high and we are fighting for, you know literally the future of america and free elections the democracy right? if we're fighting for these things and you believe this to be so much larger than you well then didn't you think it was going to come to this at some point and she has the skill set to do it so oh my gosh you set up a this dude set up a uh in August of 23, WBT Radio debunked is the name of this Twitter account. Just out here debunking WBT Radio's conservative quote. He put conservative in the scare quotes. Never Trumpers pushing for vaccines, Ukraine, and the most secure election ever. He's got two follow, or he's following two people. Who's he following? Elon Musk And Tiki Joey. So I'm guessing you're Tiki Joey? I don't know. Um, He just keeps retweeting this reverend reverend. You seem totally not unhinged at all. Oh, and a suspended account here. It's interesting. Okay. So what, what do you got to say there? Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to pull uh, pull up your tweets here and then I'm probably just going to block you because you seem not stable, but, um, two following four follower pushing, by the way, who's pushing for the vaccines at WBT? Who is doing that? I was kind of curious. You go ahead and let me know in your, in your Twitter handle there or in your Twitter feed WBT debunked. Who was, who uh, who was pushing for the, who's pushing for vaccines? Is that because the PSA is run? Is that, is that the deal? Because they, the PSAs get filled, auto-filled by the sales department? Is that the idea? You have no verified followers. Oh, there's Tiki Joey again. Yeah, so I'm guessing I know who you are. Um, let's see here. He had a comment here to me. He says, they never audited those votes, Pete. Only explanation was it was normal processes. The suitcases of ballots started. Okay. Uh, Pete, she didn't plead guilty to the RICO charges. The seven felonies were dropped. Did I say she pleaded guilty to the RICO charges? I said she pleaded guilty to six charges. Literally reading right off of the news article. So anyway, um, yeah, thank you for your contribution. Um, Not really sure if it was one. But anyway, we have, um, uh, oh, hang on. This is from the Hellion. I would really like someone to explain why it is okay to stop vote counting. Has there been any follow up on that pipe water leak story? Right, uh, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall there being there being a follow up to it. But I remember. I also remember there was. Um, wasn't there another location that had a water leak story? Wasn't that another story that happened that night? By the way, this is why. Um, All right, so a couple things. This is why you want the ballots to be delivered as early as possible, which is why the Republican legislature in North Carolina passed the law on the absentee ballots to make sure they are all received by close of business on Election Day. So this way, there isn't this kind of insecurity and lack of credibility after Election Day, right? We have to stop counting at some point, right? There has to be an end point. So putting in place these types of guardrails is essential to having credible elections. All right. So that's the the first thing, right? So people who are like, oh, this is oppression and all of that all the time, whenever there's any kind of a rule. No, all election law is designed to limit opportunities for vote fraud. It suppresses vote fraud. It does. And every single rule, like, look, the fact that I have to go vote early, vote absentee, or go vote on uh, election day in person. The fact that I can't log on to a computer and vote how I want to, or I can't vote in September, or I can't vote five days after the election like, Those are all limitations. You're suppressing my right to vote on those other times and days, right? So all of these restrictions suppress in some manner. Um, there's other, There's another point. Uh, another point to keep in mind, though. There is a natural flow to the ballots as they come in. And it's it very state to state because they all have different rules on this stuff. But um, you end up getting large amounts of votes from. Uh, uh, well, from larger precincts, urban precincts, because there are so many of them. And that's a problem. There is the there's what's called the surge, the blue surge that occurs, right, where on election day you have all of this high turnout for Republicans and they're voting you know in person on election day. And so they're counting and counting and counting. And then all of a sudden they'll get either a big dump from an urban box or they will get the absentee or the early votes will then be uh, start getting counted. I think that was in Pennsylvania, which is just a completely stupid rule for them to have that they don't start counting the early votes until election day or the until the polls close or something. It, it's just it's just dumb. Like North Carolina does it right, I believe, where they have the early vote uh, and they count them and then when the polls close, they they post the early vote totals. And Democrats always do very well in the early votes. Because this is what they do. They have all of these leftist groups that go out and get out the vote. They go out and they, 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 they go door to door. They tell people how to do the voting. Maybe they fill in some blanks for them. No, 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 I kid. But, like, they are very adept at that operation. And Republicans better freaking figure that out because that's what you need to do. You need to bank votes. And this whole thing of, I'm going to vote on election day only because that's the way it should be. Yeah, and then you get hit by a bus the day before the election and your vote's not banked. They're, like, bank the votes, people. Bank the votes. During early voting, go vote early. Get it knocked out. Be done. And then you got all this free time. Go get other people to vote. Because that's what the Democrats are doing. They're outworking you. And they've got a lot more money to back them. You may not want to hear it, but that's what's happening. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville, and in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. I would love to have uh, tighter election laws. I'm fine with all of that. However, um, those are not the rules that we play by right now. And we can lament, you know, the good old days before early voting started and absentee ballots were minimally used, mainly just by military folks. But that's not where we are now. The rules have changed over the course of decades. The rules have changed. And you may not like the rule changes. You may not like the way it currently stands. And you may not want to uh, avail yourselves of all of these other uh, mechanisms. But they are the rules. And much like the Panthers don't get spotted 35 points at the beginning of every game, right? Not in the rules. It's not in the rules. That it's only on election day that we vote. So. By the way. I always make this pitch. Early voting by the way has started today. In North Carolina municipal races. Um, And I'll get to some of the. uh, The the details on the election. But. um, If good people don't step up. And help. Then. these, These institutions are left to. Bad people. So. We need people to act as observers at the polls. We need people to volunteer and to go work for the Board of Elections and go be a poll worker, right? We this is how you catch the fraud. There's a, so the other day I've mentioned just kind of in passing over the last year or so that I've started to <laughs> I've started to to try to help on the HOA that I moved into because it's It's had some challenges. So I've been trying to help do some stuff. Anyway, in the in the neighborhood group on the Facebook page, there's a woman has a post up and she's ranting about something or other, and she says somebody need somebody can somebody call somebody and take care of this so I don't have to track down the petty tyrants or something like that. Like that right there is a perfect example of what is wrong with so many sectors of our society today. Is it not? It's Homer Simpson's campaign slogan when he ran for waste supervisor of Springfield. Can't someone else do it? That was his campaign slogan. And sure enough, he won. And then everybody's trash service went to crap and they had to like, they picked up spoiler alert. They moved the whole city to a different location because, they couldn't pick up the trash because he didn't know what he was doing. I have that, these these empty platitudes, but that that right there is the problem. Can someone else track down whoever's responsible and and fix this for me? I've identified a problem. Now somebody else care more about it than I do. I say all this because, like, if if we believe these things are true, then we should act as such. And this gets back to Sidney Powell. I got a message here. This is from from Ben who says Pete we can all say what we would and wouldn't do but when it comes to our freedom we're going to do what's in our best interest I I don't know that to be true Ben have you heard of the military remind your listeners also that there were several elector investigations to these election abnormalities even with Trump appointed judges and all but one came up negative so we know all right so Ben is you know I got my I I have a pretty good Read on Ben's politics here, but he's, 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 uh, I don't know, giving her a pass. Like, well, you don't know what you would do. I'd like to think, especially if I'm at the end of my life, I would like to think that I would not send innocent people to jail and participate in the cover up of what I have evidence is a stolen election. Right. I'd like to think that I would say, you know what, I'm going to be like 70. I've lived a good life. And um, the country is worth. this is about more than me. This is greater than one person. And I'm not going to be responsible for sending innocent people to jail. Now, I, I, there is something else here. Um, there may be I got a tweet here also uh, from Alan, uh, they don't care if she lies as long as it's their lie. Maybe the truth in this is just what she has said all along, and she tells the same story when called upon. That would tick them off. Political persecution is hard. Um, that's possible. Maybe she's like, oh, yes, I will answer truthfully everything, and then she never changes her story. Now, I don't know what happens to her at that point, but that could happen. Sure. John says, uh, "Or what is this, early voting... I guess North Carolina Republicans have been early voting for each election. If I'm not mistaken, the last two federal election cycles, Republicans actually had more votes. Really, John? The Devilcrats? Really? Um. The. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the uh, uh, Republicans used to vote early in larger numbers than Democrats for a long, long time, for a long, long time in North Carolina, because the early votes or the absentee ballots, I should say, the absentee ballots were, um, it was due to the, um, uh, the military vote. I mean, early voting is simply absentee balloting. That's, it, it's the same idea. So that's how, it, and that's how they rolled it out. Is there uh, opportunity for fraud and abuse? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here, like this is from David, he says, make the first Tuesday of every November a national holiday, get rid of early voting and allow only individually requested absentee voting through mail. Whatever happened to true the vote. Okay, so let's say even if I agree with you on that, that that the entire country shuts down on Election Day, everything's closed because that's what that's what you're talking about, like pandemic level shutdown, because that's what you'd have to have. Because it's not just a national holiday. Because a national holiday, there are things that are open on national holidays. And by the way, when you make it a national holiday, you know what that means, right? Is that all of the government workers now have the day off. What do you think they're going to be doing? Right, They're going to be going out and lobbying for people to vote for more government. Yes, they're going to be getting... More people to swell the ranks of the bureaucracy and to swell the budgets of the bureaucracy. You make it a national holiday. Because the private sector, they can stay open if they want to, right? Or are you suggesting that we shut down everything like the COVID pandemic? You're not allowed to be open. Everything must remain closed. Except essential personnel or no. But then they don't get to vote. Right. This is why the early voting stuff and the absentee balloting was created was because there is freedom of choice to keep businesses open or closed and that sort of thing. So um, so that's the first that's the first question, just practical question I would have. The second line of thinking here, though, is um, how do you do that? How do you get this law passed? Yeah, you got to win first, right? You have to take control of the government, then use the powers of the government to write the laws, and defend them in court and that sort of thing. You don't get to you don't get to rewrite these laws and do what you want. I mean, fine idea in and of itself, Dave. And I'm not I'm not attacking the idea or you. I'm just saying if you don't have the legislature and then the president to sign it into law or at the state level you don't control all of those uh, uh legislatures and governorships then how do you get the laws passed you got to you got to play by you got to play the game by the rules as they are right now and the only way you get to change the rules is if you win that's the game win um let me see here i don't know, am i allowed to say this Oh, I'm assuming I can. I mean, you emailed it to me, so I'm going to assume that I can say this. Um, so this comes from somebody who, apparently, I have no idea. This could be complete. Uh, this could be a complete lie. I have no idea if it's true or not. But uh, this is this is the email uh, from somebody who claims to have spoken with Sidney Powell a couple of weeks ago. Quote. And her challenge was raising money for her defense. Estimated that would cost half a million dollars. She is only pleading the six misdemeanors, as I understand it, and they're dropping the RICO felony charge. I see this as a defeat for Fannie Willis in the general scheme of things. All Sidney Powell has to do is testify truthfully, and she will do that. And there's nothing that she would have on Trump anyway because she wasn't directly in contact with Trump at this point. But what about the other co-defendants? Right, because she had gotten it. At some point, they basically, like, banished her. Right? They, like, kicked her out. <laughs> so, like, at some point, they did. They got rid of her. Um, they were like, she, she was not allowed into the inner sanctum any longer. And so I don't know. Um, yeah, I I don't know maybe if she's cut off from Trump. And maybe that's why they're like, yeah, you know what? We can't really get anything out of her. So maybe we use her to get the other people apply. Because that's the way you do these types of investigations, right? And and prosecutions is you go after the low-level people and, and get them to turn on the ones that are higher up the food chain. So you can get to the one at the top, right? That's the idea in all of this stuff, whether it's, you know, mafia investigations, cartel investigations, whatever. Jody, welcome to the program. Hey, Jody. Yeah. Hey, Pete. Yo. Real quick. Uh, just. Uh, I think it's in Florida. They said they passed the law that if you have more than two ballots on you at any given time, that it's a five-year sentence. And I thought that was pretty good. Basically. Like completed ballots. Uh, if you had like the mail-in ballots, if you had more than two of them on your possession at any time, that I think it was a five-year sentence. Right. But like completed ballots. Like so. In other words, it's the aim there is to get at the ballot harvesters. That is correct. Gotcha. That's correct. Keep people from jumping in there like they did in Florida, right? Prior to this, so right. it's pretty good. I thought it was an interesting aspect, a way to attack it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. I, I don't think the ballot harvesting should be allowed either. The question then is, how do you stop it from happening? That's a. I mean, yeah, stiff penalty. That would be a pretty good way to do it. It sounds like. I appreciate the call, Jody. Yep. Yeah, man. No problem. Thanks. All right, thanks. See you. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply, food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? This is from, okay, Thomas, who's going to chart out uh, a different strategy. Have you considered this point? Ms. Powell is 68 years old. I presume she is semi-retired after a successful legal career. Again, I presume she is financially set up for the future. Again, as a successful attorney, she was probably smart enough to avoid disbarment and still allowed to keep her private practice intact. Then if she called... If she is called later as a witness, she should just keep telling her story, keeping herself out of a perjury trap. Why do people accept a plea? All right, so so that's the first strategy is that she's just yeah making this thing. She's like, okay, I got my money set aside, and maybe I, I don't even know has she lost her law license? Is she retired now? I like, I'm sorry, I have not kept track of Sydney Powell's career, um, but her uh, her private practice intact. I don't know if she even is still practicing. But if she's called as a witness, she keeps telling the same story. But that's that's kind of the deal. Like, she has to issue some apology to the state, and I don't... Like, the prosecutors, as far as I know, they don't give you a plea deal like this if they don't know what you're saying, right? They know what she's going to say. They've already... They wouldn't offer a plea deal without knowing... You don't offer the deal and say, Now, you have to answer truthfully. Everything about anything we we ask you about because like one of the rules right right out of the gate is always you you don't ask a question you don't know the answer to so I gotta believe they know what her story and answer is gonna be so I don't know uh, all right so the next part then uh, why do people in general accept a plea deal there are lots of personal legal and financial reasons. In this case, it is probably a financial decision. Everyone knows about the corrupt state of Fulton County legal system. Even if you are innocent, why drain all your personal finances defending a losing cause, then being convicted and going on to win in the appeal process years later, then penniless years later, you can claim victory, be vindicated in front of the public, and nation that doesn't give a damn. Taking a plea deal was personally her best play. Maybe she outsmarted Fulton County. We will see. That's possible. That's possible. Um, We are going to have to wait and see. That's true. Uh, John says, oh, I should have proofread when I use, I should really proofread when I use talk to text. I guess devil crafts. Oh, gosh, that's what Siri thought you said. (laughs) You said Democrats and it it auto-corrected to devil crafts. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just trying to be funny, John. I don't really find those types of things funny, but uh, it says, or maybe Siri just thinks I'm a hillbilly and misspells half of the things that I say. Now that's possible. Siri is uh, discriminatory. Ben says, uh, I wasn't. Ta- Wait, hang on. I keep. This thing doesn't load up the subject lines for some reason. Ben says, I think you took me wrong. I wasn't taking. I wasn't taking Sidney Powell's side, Pete. I was just stating the fact of self-preservation. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble right now. and A lot of people went to prison because of standing up on his principle. He has not stood up and took that knife for them. He's doing what's, well, he's doing, I think he means to say he's doing what's in his best interest. No, I got that. I got your point. (laughs) That came through loud and clear. (laughs) Uh, But it. All right. Let me get to this last uh, this last uh, piece of info real quick, because early voting has started in Mecklenburg County. So if you live in the unincorporated area of Mecklenburg County, you may think I have nothing to vote for because these are municipal races. OK, so early voting has is underway right now in Mecklenburg County. Uh, these are for mayor and city council members. Um uh, in, in Charlotte, but also uh, Cornelius and Davidson and Huntersville and Matthews and Mint Hill and Pineville, the AKA six small towns, which, by the way, I don't call them in the small towns anymore. I call them uh, the sister cities or the cities. Because it's, sis, I guess it would be sisties, sister cities. Anyway, I call them the, uh, the, the small cities. They're not towns anymore. I don't, I don't consider them to be towns. Um, the $2.5 billion bond referendum for Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools, though, is up for a vote. And so you're going to have a lot of people going in and voting. Well, I sh- Okay, that's a lot. You're going to have you're going to have like maybe 8% of the vote. <laughs> you're going to have 8% of the people, maybe 10. They're going to be going out and voting. Well, I mean, it's a general. Yeah, it could be like 13 15%. It could get that high. Maybe more, depending on the precincts. But you got people going out to vote and... You have a lot of Republicans that are not going to be voting in the city of Charlotte. Why? Well, gerrymandering. Sorry, we don't call it that when the Democrats do it at the city level. But anyway, you don't have a lot of Republicans running for office for city council races. Are there actually any? Are there any? So that then keeps Republicans at home. Republicans more than Democrats need to vote in Charlotte city elections. Not for the city races themselves because you may not even have a choice in those besides Democrats, which then just leave them all blank. That's fine. Or find a candidate that's the least bad or something, single-shot candidates in the at-large races, whatever. But the the big issue is the countywide bond vote for schools, $2.5 billion on the ballot. And by the way, um, Dale Falwell... The uh, state treasurer, also a candidate for governor, he says the size of the bond once it's all issued is going to exceed the amount of state general obligation debt in total. If, if a you know if one out of ten or two out of ten actual voters in Mecklenburg County end up deciding to take out this kind of a, a loan for these bonds, right? And then have to repay them with the interest rates we have right now. I mean, th- this bond, this uh general obligation debt just to Mecklenburg County is gonna be larger, and by the way, will cost you a tax increase on your on your home, or you'll see it, you know, passed through in your rent. That obligation the general obligation debt's gonna be bigger than the than that of the entire state. That's crazy.